the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time is 6.07 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Let me see here. Charity, Julia, Christiana, Brianna, and Gracilia. Five granddaughters. I've got five granddaughters. So one of the things I am going to do is make sure that the legacy that I leave behind uh, in this crazy world that they have to live in They'll be able to go, hmm, what did grandpa have to say about it? Um, did he delete the history of women relative to their participation in the advancement of human society, the Imago Day, and certainly the redeemable objective of God's largest plan for the salvation of mankind? Nope. Um, and, and, and when we're living in a, in a culture like we are here in America, where God has allowed the voice of the woman uh, to, 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 to re- resound everywhere in the world, it would do us well to play some catch up. But, you know, some bills got to get paid once you start playing catch up around, uh, you know, patterns of atrocities committed by the by those who have the ability to broker power and cover it up. When you begin to pull back the layers and see how far back this goes, you uh, you have to be ready to pay the dues. And and, uh, we aren't doing anything but having a conversation. We aren't suffering anything by talking about it. But this is where it begins. Conversation around these matters uh, must shed light on the reality of things that um, otherwise can be misconstrued, even by a political process that appears uh, opposes itself as being righteous and um, and just and fair when, in fact, a matter, as you and I know, the whole world lieth in the lap of the wicked one. Let me go to line number three and talk with Derek in San Francisco. Derek, are you there? Hello, Pastor Jesse. How you doing, my friend? How are you? Good, good. It's good. been a while. You okay? Everything okay with you? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm blessed of the Lord. And you? I'm well. Very well, very well. What's your thoughts today? Well, I was debating uh, whether to call you, but when you just came out and said you believe... Uh, Dr. Ford, I said in this particular instance, I would have to call to say, according to Deuteronomy 22 and 24, she is complicit because she did not cry out. Biblically, you're supposed to cry out immediately, not what? 30 years later. Well, if you recall, let's let's talk about that. I'm glad you said it. I, okay. It wasn't just 30 years later. She 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 talked about it earlier in her life. It wasn't like five months. That's incorrect. No, she did. She, t- she she talked to er- other people earlier in her life. That no, my she reading. Talk to, uh, she talked to her psychiatrist or right. psychologist right. in 2010. That was thir- that was a, almost that was 28 to 30 years later. Now now going back so that to that was the first time she brought it up. Maybe maybe that's the first time she brought it up. But let's go back to the beginning. What did he do? Okay. What did he do, according to her allegations, when she tried to cry out? She said she covered up 
mm-hmm. her mouth, mm-hmm. but she hid in the bathroom for some hours. Mm-hmm. She did not tell whoever mm-hmm. else was at the party. Mm-hmm. She did not tell who she rode home with. Mm-hmm. She did not tell her parents. Mm-hmm. Her parents were conspicuous by their silence. They live in that area. So we have heard from none of her family members. I believe her parents are still alive. None of the people that were at the party corroborated her story, That's even a, her lifelong best friend. Right. That, uh, all of that data, I know all that data. It's still, I know you do. And, it, and it, doesn't, it doesn't move me from this, from this standpoint. It doesn't, it doesn't suggest that she was lying. It simply suggests that she was in such a precarious state, as Deuteronomy is stating. Deuteronomy is stating if the girl cried out, no one heard her. Cried out in the city. No, no, no. No, no, I'm saying in the field. Okay, you're saying she was in the field. Of course. That's what I was stating. Literally, she was in the city. But she couldn't have been in the city. There were witnesses. There she were couldn't have been there that she could have cried out to. But she so couldn't. Have have, she so Derek, as, Derek, I'm listening. Uh, go back to my basic premise. This is my premise um, that she okay. was not in the city, and so well, uh, my premise. I disagree with your premise. Your premise is faulty, and the fact that we know historically this has gone on, but we can't look at allegations from the standpoint of just being fathers of daughters. We are also also fathers of sons. And we know that the face of this Me Too movement are the people who are already in power, who are using another judo flip to maintain power. And then the face of this movement is the same ones who benefited primarily from affirmative action. And it was not a black men and women. Actually, you moving down. Actually, you moving down another line that we could talk about. But let me get back before you get into the political implications yeah. of this. Let's go, let's go back. Because, see, the danger of what you're doing, in my opinion, is depersonalizing it. I know, because what I'm doing is very much personalizing it. I'm not painting with a broad brush, as some did. I'm not saying you did, where they were saying, I believe Dr. Ford, even before she testified. They, they gave her credibility that she did not deserve and I don't believe after hearing her testimony has earned. And as a preacher of the gospel, I'm staying in, I'm incredulous that people believe this testimony and will not believe the compelling testimony of the life, death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So I'm bringing this home to a Christian perspective. Well, I think I am too. And here's my argument. I, I know we are. We are. We, right. I agree with you. Right. Okay, good. We are. But I'm saying I'm incredulous that this society has given Dr. Ford. I'm not talking about all women in all cases. Right. Because it's not you as a black man as I am, we knew about Bill Crosby, Bill Cosby's crimes before it came to the forefront. But, but here's the thing. So, here's the thing with that. And this is where I trended towards listening carefully to the Ms. Ford 
um, the allegations mm-hmm. of the uh, other two women and just understanding the trends of, of power among men. Uh, my opinion is that when when I think about her person and I think about how the arguments came that well she didn't cry out uh, immediately, she didn't cry out later. She wasn't more substantial as you're arguing. I think that that becomes um, only credible um, where we depersonalize an individual and not ask the real question that I've no, if I had 20 lines to uh, take calls, I would get people that would affirm it right away. Uh, every woman is different. Every human being is different. Some human beings uh-huh. can be so traumatized by an event that it basically mutes them. And we'll be able to go, well, she didn't cry out in the, in, in the city. She should have cried out. She should have busted out of that room and cried out. Well, no, 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 no. You got to be very careful about how trauma works. And so she she does look like she she has some kind of uh, uh, post-traumatic implications around not being able to pick up on certain things, not being able to remember certain pieces of evidence. Me and my wife were listening to that very carefully as we were on vacation for a couple of days. And and, and I talked through that, how that a person could be traumatized and and snuff it down, push it down in themselves and and hold it for 20 or 30 or 40 years. Remember, remember what she said? You can, but. Remember what she said? She was 15 years old. And he was 17. And so where is the Christian message of redemption? I'm surprised that liberals, and I'm not saying what political party I'm in, Mm -hmm. I am. Mm -hmm. I would say where, even if he was guilty criminally as as a minor, that record would be sealed. So the fact that she did not, Nobody can corroborate, not even her lifelong best friend. That 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 doesn't move me. That doesn't move me. That that part doesn't move. She you, stated you, that the, everyone that was at the party, no one can even say that there was a party. The fact that she didn't know what house she was at, the fact that she didn't know who how she got there, and I don't want to sound like Trump, but God help me, even he, even a stop clock could be right twice a day. He didn't, she didn't know how she left the party. This speaks to a lack of credibility. And she was, we got to teach our daughters. You don't get there and live an ungodly life, drinking, partying, drugging, following the old okie doke, getting into the room with two boys and all this type of foolishness. We do have to warn our daughters to be virtuous, to be chaste, to, to obey God, to not sneak under a cover, and then when sin does its damage, yes, you will be ashamed. Yes, it will mute you. And, but when she points to specific people, who, and she says they were there, and they all contradict her statement, and some even say Kavanaugh was not even there. I was not even at a party with Kavanaugh. We have to look at this specific allegation, and we can't just give her all this credibility because she came forward. We know in this politicized system that we are in, she will be a martyr for a specific cause. Well, she is a martyr. She will be the cause of Christ. 
Well, no, she's the cause of pride. Well, 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 she is a martyr, and and these become paradigms. Yeah. They become paradigms for us. You, you, you have swung on an expected side and position on this, Derek. There's no doubt about that, and I accept. Correct. I accept that personally. I accept that when you take all of the corroborating lack of corroborating evidence, that there's no way that one can condemn Kavanaugh for this. I expected that outcome to exist. Almost very early on, but I still raised yeah. I still raise the question. Two things I'll do, and then I'll have to let you go for time's sake because I'm overdue. Mm-hmm. Two yeah. things. One is right. uh, we have to be very careful to affirm that we would want our daughters to live virtuous lives. We would want them to never get into compromising situations. We would want them to be able to be sober, to exercise judgments that will always uh, work in their favor. No doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But don't even for a nanosecond suggest are certain that if they did make that mistake and somebody took advantage of them, that somehow that disqualifies them from being able to fiercely um, reject, oppose, and accuse that individual for a hard, wretched crime. Of course, immediate, but do it immediately. It doesn't matter if you do it Im- immediately, Derek. It doesn't matter if you do it immediately oh or years later when you have come to discover. Yeah, even forty, even fifty. Look at what's going on with Bill Cosby. Our brother's paying for it now for women who came out later. My brother's paying for it, and and for me, it's well, simply well. this: it's simply this that if it actually did happen. We don't want to put a statute of limitations on it in terms of it being aired for the purpose of us all learning and affirming that it does go on. Again, Kavanaugh made it through. I I knew he would based upon the scanty information that was there. I'm simply saying that I think that this really does our society good because it does bring to the table the fact that these things are occurring and we need to be able to talk about it from that standpoint. I'm sure you agree with me on that. I agree with that. I would just say this real quick. Bring it criminally, bring it civilly, bring it, bring it before the courts. And I would say bring it any kind of way you want to when it does happen. Well, this is just a hearing, as you as we both know, that this was not going to. I agree. I thought he was going to pass through in this politically charged climate, but put put your name on the line have a support, which is with the body of Christ for those who believe in Christ. Right, right. If you're right. if you're healthy, follow all those things if you're healthy, but we're going to be a little bit more sympathetic to people that are okay, really, really, you. really, really broken. Bless you, my brother. I'll talk to you later. Gotta go. I'll be right back. And now, back to Lifeline. And we are back at the time, 624. Two lines open, one triple eight. Three six seven five three two nine. If you want to call in on our post assessment of uh, now to be Supreme Court Judge um, Brett Kavanaugh uh, sitting on the Supreme Court, accused of uh, sexual molestation, right along with um, Thomas uh, Clarice Thomas. Thomas, they are both there. I-, I wonder what they will be saying to each other as they uh, deliberate cases on the Supreme Court. Uh, you know, women who have come out. Women who have been, you know, uh, as it now is, relegated to the uh, dump heap of, uh, of of assertions that just were not credible. Uh, what will they be doing? How they how will they be handling? Sometimes God, and I'll say this, and then we'll go to the phone lines. Sometimes God will let you lose in the public, 
in order that you might win in the conscience of people who understand the broader, more complex um, aspects of uh, a deviant society. Sometimes he'll let you lose in the courts. See, everybody in in Jewry thought Jesus was a criminal, a malefactor, um, guilty. Um, um, But the conscience had to bear record to the truth. And that is a sphere that God operates in. Let me go to line number one and talk with James from the Bay. James, are you there? Thank you for your patience. What's going on, man? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. You don't have to stay on this subject. We just extended it for, to the following week because it merited some um, some post uh, conclusive uh, discourse, particularly since Kavanaugh made it in and uh, and 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 uh, his accusers will kind of drop back, fade into the um, into the pavement. But the reality is, as you and I know, that these kinds of behavior patterns have gone on and will go on. And if we don't talk about it in a way of uh, drawing out the important redemptive realities, uh, then darkness ends up winning the day. So what's your thoughts? Well, first, for me personally, and of course, no man in his right mind uh, who personalizes and has any women in his family, which we all do, wouldn't have any compassion for a woman who has gone through any sort of traumatic experience uh, such as uh, which is such as misadjusted. I don't think that's an issue. Right. I think the issue is the propaganda in everything that was ex- was at stake. Right. You know, if 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 if, 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 if Ford went through what she went through, this was the wrong platform to have it brought up. Uh-huh. Because simply because of all that was at stake. Do you think I'm gonna say a couple of things? Do you think that if this was not if Kavanaugh was not a Trump nominee, do we need to be having this discussion? Do you think we'd be having this discussion if the balance of the Supreme Court was in the, uh, where, where, where the, uh, the majority of the Supreme Court was in the balance? Do you think we would even be having this discussion if none of those are at stake? Probably, pro- so. probably I, not. I, Probably not. You're, you're you're right about that. I think you brought that up last week. Before I wanted to get into the more political elements, which is what Derek did, sliding into the political elements, which are all out there as well, which we, one could talk about. But what I wanted to do was stay in close proximity with the profound inflammatory nature of this accusation that takes on a much more personal and redemptive and social uh, uh, analysis for us, as you have already qualified uh, excellently, James, that if we all, if any of us have have daughters or our sisters or our mothers or our loved ones who have been through this, sympathy ought to take on a prominent expression as a foundation for launching into the more objective factors that go into the suspicion as to the timing of it and everything. All of those elements were never, ever, uh, uh, they never, ever escaped my eye because, as you know, I'm, I'm very much aware of the dialectical process, which I don't I don't get swayed by, whether it's left or right, whether it's Republican or Democrat. And once we start going into those dialogical conversations, I'm always worried about really the core salient matter getting left off. But we've talked about that enough for us now to enter into the discourse that you are 
about to now draw us to, and that is the timing of all this relative to the um, balance of powers at the Supreme Court with um, with, with with more conservatives uh, there, quasi-conservatives, if you will, because I, you know, I have a, my concern about yeah. the interpretation. But but a lot is at stake uh, for which they really did go after Kavanaugh to try to stop him from getting in. That to me, that's the nature of politics, though. That, that, that's true, but don't bring. I, I don't think anything as traumatic as what a woman experienced should be brought up in that. Because also, what got pushed around was the presumption of innocence. Now, what starts to happen is that a person is accused and automatically guilty. You know, and it's like, okay, it had to have happened, which nobody in their right man is going to say that it didn't happen. But does that mean it happened just the way it says it happened? Because on the other side of the fences, there's a person who can be, can be out there that's falsely accused, okay, which is generally us. I stand, I've stood and still stand on that side of the fence where, okay, if the accusation is made against me, it must be true. It, 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 it had to have happened without any due process and one being able to clear his name because this isn't about whether it happened to her. This is about slandering an individual. I'm, I'm talking about in this particular process as far as the nomination is concerned, but the more closer uh, situation is if a woman has ever been traumatized in that situation, then we need to try to move forward and there to find out what has happened. There's some things in society that just need to come to a halt so we can find out what happened. And then maybe we can, even though we thought it would never happen, we put it into it now that it's nonsense and foolish. Right. <clears throat> as long as we continue to go down, you know, the roads that we're going down and you know, women have to remain silent. My thing is, okay, if they come forward, then look, we need to move beyond. We need to move to beyond, uh, get to behind the shadow of a doubt as to what, how, when, where, and so we can bring, so we can get justice. Okay, let let me see if I can uh, be an advocate to. Uh, you're right in that regard, but let me see if I can be an advocate to a woman in a context in which something that happened to her uniquely um, 40 years ago uh, for which she had to live with and only God knows and her the ultimate psychological and emotional impact that it made on her life um, all the years incrementally from 15 up to now 50-something years old, uh, ultimately achieving uh, a small success of college graduate professor uh, working in uh, in in the Bay Area, I think it's somewhere around Palo Alto, where she has a dignified job and a family, et cetera. Notwithstanding all of those achievements for her, uh, the 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 complexity of having to live with <clears throat> the fact that that did happen to her in her youth, and the likelihood. Uh, of it having impacted her so uh, that that her personality has been damaged to the degree that stuffing it down, not being able to talk about it thoroughly and fully for all kinds of ma- uh, factors that could be in play. Uh, I just simply uh, summed it up, James, too. When I listen to her, I go, whoa, uh, she she definitely has some weaknesses in her, her mental capacities. But what would I attribute that to? I wouldn't attribute that necessarily to her lying. I would attribute that to her being impacted by a bunch of things in her life growing up, including the very possibility that what she was saying was true. And here now she is at this really uh, bizarre stage in her life where uh, an individual who may very well have done that 
has risen to the levels of prominence and uh, can take a staged position in the highest office in our land for a tenure of the rest of his life and make impact on policy that uh, if the if the if the um, if providence had merged around her with persons and parties that had serious political uh, interest in wanting to make sure that the powers of balance didn't sway towards conservatives, well, whatever that means for for me, I don't particularly care about it. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't cause me to rejoice, and it doesn't cause me to be sad. If all of the Supreme Court justices uh, on the on the uh, court were all liberals, and I'll talk about that in a moment, why it doesn't bother me in the least bit. But recognizing that we do have this this game of politics that leads people in group dynamic to move towards uh, whatever kind of tactics they can play to kind of stave off a shifting of the balances. That doesn't that doesn't mean that inherently what this woman. Uh, went through with Kavanaugh was wrong. It does not mean that at all. It just means that a bad event that actually could have happened was trapped by a political process and made to be center stage and put into the presence of the whole world uh, because of the stakes being so high. I, I think that that was really the case as well with uh, Anita Hill uh, as well to where she has to live with the stigma of whatever really truly went down between her and uh, Clarence Thompson Thomas as well uh, and she she's had to buy into all of that dirt and, and and what have you. Now going back to to your very point, it gets disqualified on a political level uh, simply because politics works that way and it makes us all suspicious and wonder why you want to wait to the last minute to bring this up and deal with this. I, I get that. I totally I totally get that. And I never really thought for a minute, James, that anything she would have said would have overthrown uh, the trajectory of Kavanaugh getting in. I just never, I never, I never even thought for a moment that he wouldn't ultimately get the nomination. I just said, you know, it's interesting that, uh, uh, again, a trend on the part of men taking advantage of women historically has now emerged again. And will he survive the allegation? Well, you know. Thomas Clarence, he's uh, he's he survived it. Clarence Thompson, Thomas, he's survived it. He's he's living life well. He's he's partying with the good old boys and playing golf, and he, he has the highest esteemed job in the nation uh, as a black man, and he's he's doing fine. But he has to live with that allegation, and so does uh, uh, Kavanaugh as well. If, if both of those are redeemed men, if they're saved. And they could be. I think this is what me and Derek were talking about too, uh, by implication. Or at least you that you know. Let's say let's say Brett Kavanaugh was a, a bad boy back in the day. Let's say he was mm-hmm. bad. Let's say all of the stuff about the drinking and partying was true. I I, mm-hmm. I I don't think that it wasn't. I think that I think that there are some elements that affirm that there was there was a lot of um, information and data that didn't get brought up, that didn't get put in the public media that one can find if they did all the research on the net. But let's say he was a bad boy back in the day and uh, now he's getting ready to take that big office. What if all God is doing with him is letting him know, uh, Brett, uh, don't get don't get arrogant. Don't get proud. Because your, your your sins, they can catch up with you if you forget the grace and mercy that God has shown you in your life. See what I'm getting at? Oh, oh I mean, a- absolutely. I mean, I you know I think about 
I think about that often and all the time. I believe that's what's going on with the president of the United States right now in, in subtle ways. Sound, I mean, sounds good to me. I like that. I like that. That's very possible. If, in fact, I, I agree with you there. If, in fact, he is uh, redeemed, he, he's dealing with those, uh, those hounds uh, on his conscience as well. Yeah, I mean, because I don't put any, you know, stock in, you know, what what, what Trump has done. I, I, I go back to, you know, I think it's uh, Romans 13, uh, and, you know, summarizes it, summarizing what's going on, you know, today. I agree. Those of us as people, you've always, you've always thought that, which makes, you know, great sense. I mean, we as believers can never get sucked into the political arena or either side because we're going to come up short. You know, both sides of the aisle have issues. We have to come, you know, and bring, we have to bring the truth of God's word, which is going to convict us all. I agree. And without, and without, and without that balance of power, the real power, yeah. then, you know, we, we, you know we, we're just kicking rocks. And so, you know, I just, it's just so, you know, it's just so, so tough for, for that situation. Because we know this happens all the time. I've had the opportunity to live, in well, not maybe in a, in a community such as uh, D.C., but I did attend uh, college in up in, in upscale Orange County. Right. You know where, uh, and I know there's a lot of cager parties that go down. Absolutely. I mean, that's just what they do. Absolutely. You know, I mean, that's just. I mean, I don't care who it is. I mean, that's just an acceptable, acceptable part of you know behavior. Yep. I mean, just like uh, drinking is. In the, in the upper echelon. I mean, that's just what they do. And you understand, you, know, you understand that the next step there is always going to be some kind of uh, misstep in the sexual connotation. It's just that's a fundamental tandem that goes there. This is why the the two issues there, his drinking and the the sexual allegations, are not hard to coalesce. They're just not hard to coalesce because they are fundamentals that go on in colleges all over the place. Listen, you make some good points. I got a break for. Uh, uh, for to pay some bills. Thanks, my brother, for the call. Let's keep it going. I'll be right back. The number is one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. If you want to get in, one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. You're listening to the Monday edition of Lifeline. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. The time six forty five. If you want to get in on our conversation, you may one triple eight. Three six seven five three two nine. We've got a couple of lines open. If you want to uh, comment on um, our callers or yours truly, as we have been trying to kind of wind down on the topic of uh, Brett Kavanaugh, who is now uh, nominated, he is going to be seated with um, several other male and female Supreme Court justices, as it were. Um, he has reached the pinnacle. Um, and as I was stating, uh, I think it's important that we recognize the virtue of the struggle that uh, that that is engaged whenever a man uh, is taking on such a powerful position. Um, his background is going to be uh, examined. His his uh, character is going to be examined. His um, his uh, history is going to be examined, as ought be the case. And if uh, if anything uh, shady or questionable or problematic uh, uh, had occurred that is worthy of consideration, it should come up, notwithstanding how close it was to the time of his, him being nominated, notwithstanding how uh, how he is viewed as a conservative, uh, a quasi-conservative, and is one of Trump's nominees, notwithstanding the vitriol and hostility of people towards Trump. 
This is called politics. It's just the way that it is in politics. Ladies and gentlemen, I would just encourage you as a believer in Christ, as a pastor, as a friend for many of you out there, and as a maybe even a healthy opponent to a lot of you out there. Um, that's just the way life goes, healthy adversary, friendly adversary. Um, don't ever forget the human component. The moment we do that, our gospel is is emasculated. Don't ever forget the human component. It's two sides to it. Yes, we are uh, depraved and we are sinful and we have the capacity for manipulation through emotions and all sorts of things. But please remember that God's ear is open to the cry of the poor. He hears the poor. He hears the cry of the poor. He he demands that we execute a kind of righteous justice that merits uh, uh, working through all the facts and, and considering deeply um, all of the human uh, variables that go into um, um, something as um, as complex and uh, and uh, inflammatory as this particular case is, it won't end here. We'll be right back at it again uh, another time. So let me uh, let me go to my next two callers and wrap it up. Line number two, Misty in San Francisco. What say you about our topic tonight? Oh my, I wish I wish I wasn't so tired. But uh, what I want to say, I agree with the, the guy that called a couple calls back. I don't think that she was credible. I uh, absolutely believe that women go through these kind of issues and at a very startling rate. Um, but I don't think that this was possibly one of those scenarios. If there was more proof to support it, then that will, that will still come down, come out down the line. He's also been in the limelight for years and years. He's been uh, serving in sports. So there would have been a time for her to do her civil duty back then. That's what that was her reason that she came forth now. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd already been civil, you know, been serving on courts for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I do think with the climate of the political uh, tragedy that I see going on with the left, it's absolutely ridiculous. So um, you know, the devil's a liar. Uh, he's crafty, snaky, sneaky. So you know, we have to watch out for that and. Um, I just don't think this is the, per- the perhaps the case to make about uh, women and their innocence. I mean, men everywhere, not in the court, are watching pornography and aren't faithful and doing this and doing that. Yeah. And I mean, this is a common common reality that we've been having to deal with forever. That's why. That's so, why. You know, I, the- this is why I personally am not really concerned about the context. I agree with you there. I'm not really concerned about the context. I minimally. This is. This may be a fault on this particular in this particular context, uh, Misty. Minimally, I have very little concern about uh, you know Kavanaugh's nomination as as the judge as a judge on the Supreme Court being a conservative being a Trump uh, Trump nominee, have very little concern about that, have very little concern about uh, Mrs. Ford's, uh, you know, anti-conservative views, have very little concern about that because the larger reality for me is what you just stated. It goes on so much everywhere else. This simply is one of those platform uh, discussions that allow us to talk about the fact that it does go on and to make sure that we don't do two things. We definitely don't want to condemn the innocent and we don't want to justify the guilty 
and therefore, because all of the facts that have come in justifies your perspective on it, that it wasn't credible enough for it to merit any kind of stay on the part of Kavanaugh. You are absolutely right about that. That's crystal clear. Clear. I wouldn't I wouldn't even begin to argue uh, on that level. I will still I will still say that it's possible that she was telling the truth. Well, the, the actions that I go forth of uh, the slander and the atrocity on the level that it was at, it, that to me is what the, the crime was. The crime is, is not, I mean, it is a political thing. All that is important to me. I'm also a Trump supporter. Yeah. And I also support Kavanaugh. And I also support um, the innocent. And I also support. Uh, of course. Of course. You no, know, I'm not for that. I'm not for the. No, no, no. You're good. No, I'm we're. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. No, you're good as okay. as as well as Derek. Again, on the, some of us are. I'm not a Trump supporter. Uh, I'm just not. I, I, I got. I think, my, the, I think the atrocity is just the the level of disgrace that this went through when there wasn't it wasn't tried in in court. Many many people that have had atrocities happen to them mm-hmm. are past the statute of limitations. Exactly, and that's just reality. That's right. It doesn't matter if you were hit in a car crash. It doesn't matter if if uh, somebody was you know, killed all kinds of horrible things. People have gone farther past the statute of limitation. Yep. But the thing is, if he is innocent, which the evidence looks more to be on his side, but if he is innocent, then we, I, you, none of us want to be slandered on that level. And if you know what the devil's up to, the devil's whole business is slander. So that, that to me, was the atrocity of this case. We need to bring up women in other areas and not the left. It's not bringing them, the left, most of the left is not bringing them up in the name of Jesus Christ. They are not even believers. Well, and see, so that's, see, that's so, the so right. So we could probably talk about that a little bit later. I don't buy right believer, left not believer. I don't buy that. Oh, and, but I don't want to do another look. I don't. It's, I don't. It's yeah, straight, yeah. It's straight okay. up. I've never right. met anyone on the left that I talked to on any of that's the any good. of these platforms. Which I. Yeah, that, do, we want to be careful about on that. On Facebook or anywhere else? No, I mean, I'm just telling you. Okay. They, they're actually anti-Christ, the ones okay. I've been talking to. All right. They think it's ridiculous any time I bring up Jesus. Okay. Just so you know. Thank you. Got it. All right. Let me go to line number one. <laughs> let me let me go to line number one and talk with Caressa from Palo Alto. Caressa, are you there? Um, hi, Pastor Jesse. Hey, what's I'm happening? San Leandro. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's okay. Okay, Pastor. So I want to speak... Um, in regards to Mrs. Ford, because a lot of people tend to have the notion that um, some of us, because I was raped at 15, sure. and I didn't tell anybody till I was 38, Right. I... and some of us can't speak. Right. We can't tell anybody because we have all kind of things. Someone just t- took something from me. Right. And I, I and I, uh, I'm ashamed, right. you know, right. and you get all these things. So you start to press it down. Yep. But through life, yep. it starts to bump its head up. Yep. And then you remember things and then you still try to press it down and go to that place yep. where you were safe for one moment while this person took advantage of you. Yep. So for someone to say, well, you didn't say anything and you should, you can't, your voice is taken. You cannot speak. So you have to just keep moving on. And yes, she's a doctor and all that stuff, but maybe this was her way of 
healing. Because when I finally was able to tell somebody at 38 years old, it was somebody I just met. Right. I just met the person, but for the first time, it felt so good to just tell somebody. Right, and there were so, a number. There were a number of things that transpired that allowed you to do that. Um, and, and and we don't have time to to develop that fully with uh, Miss Ford, but that's where I am. And I, your story, uh, my sister Deb, and the opening of our dialogue, and a gazillion other women uh, is what affords me a, a lot more of a sensitivity to Miss Ford than my 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 fellow brothers and sisters who have called in who are pro Trump uh, persons because I don't I'm not politicizing. I'm not I'm not I'm just not politicizing it. I, I have thought through the ramifications of silence, the impact, the trauma, the uh, emotional distress, her own unique personality type, her cultural context with parents and and uh, expectations and so many different things can play a role in keeping you. And I'm sure you can affirm this, Carissa, yourself, that um, if it if it would even have paid off on some higher and grander level, there are many brothers and sisters who never tell what happened. They never tell exactly. because right, they don't have a space to tell where it can be redemptive or beneficial. It could still collapse their life if they brought it out even now. And so yes. uh, to your point, um, I, I, I totally agree with you. Yes. Totally agree with you. And a uh, bunch of sisters and brothers out there agree with you and I as well. That's the way this kind of topic doesn't have, um, you know, a majority winner group. Every time I deal with issues where I am operating trans politically, I know that I'm going to get the left right argument. But people are often failing to see where I'm going. I'm actually dealing with the larger um, uh, spiritual and soul issue uh, on the part of a person who may have been catapulted into a place where she had to finally uh, bring it up for a lot of conversion issues that you and I um, are not completely aware of and still and yet. Like you said, she may be relieved now, even though it's going to yeah. cost her some few stripes on her on her exactly. back. Yep. She's happy. Exactly. Yep. And there are a lot of other women that are happy, too, because she may have spoken out for them. Right. And what I also saw is for him to say he's innocent, he really kind of acted guilty because he was belligerent to a process that they said that they were going to have. Both of them were going to speak. Yeah. And he was Berlin, you know, he was, you know, talking to people really crazy. There was some arrogance there that made me think about the correlation between his his drinking, which you know, uh, uh, sometimes people get quiet when they drunk. And then on the other hand, people get real belligerent and kind of arrogant and pompous when they drink. And and that right. that history of him drinking when he did take that moment to get kind of cocky with the with the due process, I said, uh, kind of popping up there. But see, I wow. saw I saw that with Trump. I saw that with Trump. <laughs> I saw it with Trump and he still made it in. Um, so so wow. uh, so, you know, we, we get a, this is this is where all of this is beneficial where we get to look 
look at human personality traits and think about implications and go, you know, uh, that very action right there may have given Miss Ford some credibility. But at the end of the day, Caressa, what we um, ultimately hope in is that God humbles all of us enough to where we are compelled to have to seek Christ as the solution to all these problems. And he has to be the solution for Miss Ford, for Mr. Kavanaugh, yeah. for President Trump, for Thomas Clarence, for Caressa, for Jesse, for all of us. Yep. I agree. Yep. Our only hope is the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That's all right. All right. Thank you for calling in, sis. You stood up for one of our, our sisters, and I appreciate it. I know that this is healing because behind closed doors, um, this stuff is going on all the time. And my heart kind of shrinks back when I think, uh, could that be true of our judges? In any event, uh, pray for me. I'll pray for you. Keep your eyes on Christ. And until next time, just, just walk by faith, not by sight. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.